0: It's the Misdeeds and Intrigue podcast, featuring stories of royals, scandals, and true crime. Here are your hosts, Carrie and Larissa.
1: hey thanks for joining us real quick promise please find us and follow us at mistreat pod on instagram facebook and twitter we have curated content on pinterest and flipboard check out our channels on tiktok and youtube and if you would be so kind like that famous prince we all know please show us some love and rate and review us positive vibes only right
0: but first champagne
2: hello how are you
1: i'm doing great how are you
2: welcome welcome to our misdeeds and intrigue podcast i'm so excited because we have we have a lot to get to today things by the way that we didn't think we were going to talk about today we kind of preempted our regular show because So much in the news has been popping up. And I've got vocal fry right now. So much in the news has been popping up that I feel we need to address it, right?
1: Oh my God, so much. I want you to get started because you're really good at staying on track where I'm all over the place.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do need to get started with a very important bit of royal news. It appears there has been an eviction in the royal family. I guess King Charles has told Meghan and Harry... Guess what? You're going to have to get out of Frogmore because Uncle Andrew needs a place to crash. So I guess Frogmore cottage is going to Andrew. Prince Andrew. Am I right? Am I correct?
1: Yeah, that's what I heard too because they he wants to cut down on the allowances. And I being in a situation in my family that's kind of similar, after a while you kind of are like, "Hey, you can't you can't act a certain way." And then keep, re- keep asking me to pay your cell phone or keep asking me to do this or that for you. Yes. I think Charles is very frugal. And I think he's very aware about whether the royal family's relevant or not. And I think he knows that what happened with Andrew has been very hurtful. Basically, Harry and Meghan are taking down the monarchy. I think he's really aware to be like, hey, the public purse isn't going to want to pay for this stuff. And so I think that's kind of what he's looking at. But the optics of it kind of look bad in a way that people can be judgmental. Like, how can you do that to your son?
3: He's kicked him out. He wants the keys back. Yes, they will not have Frogmore Cottage anymore. And it will go to Andrew, who, for him, and it must be horrible for him, really, to have to leave a 30-room home. (laughs) But, hey, he's going to go into Frogmore Cottage. Well... Maybe I'm being a bit lighthearted about this because I do think actually there are deeper, perhaps even constitutional, consequences from this. And I'm joined by Rafe Hadel manku royal commentator and GB News favourite. Rafe, um, some people have suggested that this is revenge coming from King Charles. If it is revenge, I have to say, I rather like it. Yes, well, about time, I'm sure many will say, and I'm sure that, you know, cries of finally could be heard ricocheting around the kingdom, you know, as the British public heard about the king's decision, decisive decision, I should say, to give the the the, the Duke and Duchess of duplicity... Um, their final, their final just deserts, and to evict them. You know, the king's been extraordinarily patient and tolerant. I think we can all agree. And you know, much like a good Christian monarch would, I, I think he was hoping that there would be a prodigal son moment where his wayward son would return. But you know, after all the temper tantrums we've seen from this crybaby and this and his delusional drama queen of a wife, it appears that it was the publication of Spare, Harry's vulgar memoir, that issued these vile attacks on Queen Camilla. That was the final straw for His Majesty. And the thing is, the king and the royal family aren't allowed to actually rebut or respond to any of these this vile nonsense from, from Sussex. Um, what the king has done here, actually, I was thinking about it, it's sort of the equivalent of a government declaring a diplomat persona non grata. When an ambassador is declared persona non grata, they lose their residence and they lose their privileges and they have to leave the nation. And that's essentially what the king has done to Prince Harry, because this is actually quite a masterstroke. The practical reality is that he's not only evicted them from Frogmore, by losing Frogmore, they've actually lost their royal roles, which we'll discuss constitutionally, and essentially potentially been evicted from Britain. Because if, you're lo- if, you-, if you lose Frogmore, Harry's now lost his domicile status in the UK. And what that means constitutionally is that he can no longer be a councillor of state. And a councillor of state is a very important constitutional role which means when the sovereign, the king currently, is incapacitated or abroad, there are four senior royals who can fulfil certain functions of the role of the king. And Prince Harry has been one of those councillors of state. But without any UK domicile, he's been very publicly and unceremoniously stripped of that. But also, the other thing is, um, by losing Frogmore, he's now lost the Windsor Castle estate's Royal Protection Police officers and security detail which means that he now feels that his only safe space in the UK has been denied him. And we've heard them say repeatedly, and it's been reportedly said by his supporters like Omid Scobie over the past couple of days, that they now may limit their number of trips to the UK if they would actually come to the coronation, we'll see. So by losing Frogmore, they've lost their raw role, and potentially they've been evicted from Britain too.
1: When you look at the bigger picture and kind of what's going down, I think he's just kind of nervous with the public being like, why are we paying for all this when they're trashing the monarchy but
2: they're but they're never there it's not even like they live there you know four months out of the year they
1: don't live there
2: at all I mean it's just basically a storage unit but that was my next question is he letting anyone else stay there while they I thought Tyndall was there no Tyndall has their own house who's there
1: baby August not Eugene which one's the older or the younger one Beatrice.
2: Beatrice
1: yeah Beatrice
2: Is staying there?
1: Yeah. Well, she was when they first had the baby, but not now.
2: Okay. Okay. So it's empty. So it's basically a glorified storage unit. And by the way, the Montecito house has more than enough space to store their belongings. So,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, it is a waste of money if you think about it. It's like, should it go to Andrew? Not sure about that. But, you know, someone could definitely use that space. You
1: can't completely turn out Andrew because Andrew could be a public nightmare of himself. And he was mommy's favorite. And I don't think he can completely cut off mommy's favorite.
2: You know, there's something in the will that says you can't cut off mommy's favorite. Mommy's favorite. Yeah, there's got to be like, you can do anything you want. But Andrew must have comfortable lodging. That's it.
4: You know, it's been such a year for your family, and I just want to... We want to, you know, express our condolences. Oh, yes. You know, uh, with Her Majesty the Queen's passing it. And and Kelly it. Uh, um, and Ryan, of course. Kelly. Yes, both Ryan. of yes. us. Yes. Uh, yeah, but we were... the other day, I was um, doing uh, walking along, and there was a big picture of the Queen, and I actually thought uh, she was looking at me. You yeah. Know, I actually mm. thought she was... You were there. very close. Very close. Yeah. And I, I put it like she was... More my mother than my mother, because mum mm-hmm. went to live, run off with an Argentine, very good looking Argentine, um, when I was about 14. And um, that's when the Queen was in my life anyway, because of polo and things like that. Yeah. And so then I, she became my mother in law, and she was always there with that wonderful hand that you could never see but behind your back. It was mm-hmm. the support. I and mean, that's what the nation felt, that's what the world felt. And and she you, was so consistent, and she used to say that. She used to say, um, "Well, we've been through a lot worse. We've been through a world, world war. Wow. We can just go through everything. We just keep going." She really yeah. is the uh, the uh, human embodiment of "keep calm, carry mm-hmm. on." Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes.
5: And you've and, got you you've got the corgis. You've got the beloved corgis. Yes. Um, yes.
4: But, well, because we both. Um, Yes, there they are. I mean, that's and just they, joy, and isn't they're, it? And they're known as national treasures. So when they go chasing squirrels, and trees are in the way, and they go, you've clunking. got to be very Do they have security nervous. detail? <laughs> Straight to the vet. Yes, you know. of hey, please. Do they have security detail? Um, uh, no, do you know, funny enough, they don't. Don't
1: tell anybody that.
4: <laughs> Shh. Yes, they do. Uh, Ryan, they they have um, they have my five Norfolk terriers. Oh, okay. yeah. So they're protected. So they're protect. They yeah, have their yeah. own personal mm-hmm. canine security. Yes, unit. that's right. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. And the and they ha- they came with their royal beds. Oh, so my they gosh. go to their own bedroom. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: They go to their own quarters.
1: Mm-hmm. One thing I'm kind of upset about, though, and it's none of my business, is this whole thing that they just came out and they. They just released some program. They called it the Queen's program. You know, for Camilla, not even Queen uh-huh. Consort. But the fact that Prince Philip was always Prince Philip or the Duke, I just don't think she should be Queen. No, I don't think so either.
2: I, I don't think so either. It should just go the same way as Prince Philip was. I think she should be. I think she should be Prince Camilla.
1: That's what I think, so too. I don't <laughs> Prince Camilla. It's not fair. It's what
2: it is. I mean, he's going to say it's fair cuz they've had this they've been together so long and I think uh, quite frankly, they've been together since they met pretty much. She's had a small little marriage in there in between and she was even there at the beginning of his marriage. So they they're probably going on like 60 years now, right? Probably like the longer than the Queen's relationship at this point. It's going to
5: I've got absolutely nothing against Camilla and this isn't about how she does the job. She does the job well and she's highlighted some really good causes. The point here is that the public don't want it. The numbers are really clear. They might, have be, they might be less forceful in their opinion now than they were in the past, but 44% of people uh, don't want, want Camilla to be princess consort rather than queen consort. And 14% of them want her to be queen consult. So that is really, really stark and clear in terms of where public opinion, opinion lies. And I think it's also really important to think back a little bit to what was kind of going on at the time that this decision was originally made.
0: Mm-hmm. And
5: the charge against, um, back in the days of Princess Diana was that they were emotionally indifferent to Diana, that she was suffering and that they didn't care. And what this did... It was a sacrifice, bear in mind the Queen has always seen service as being about sacrifice. This was being this was about a sacrifice out of respect for Diana that showed the world that the royal family do care and that it wasn't just going to be business as usual after Diana died. So removing that now leaves them once again more vulnerable to that allegation of emotional indifference.
0: Well, look, here's the thing. You're quite right about the opinion polls, and that's reflected in the response we've had this morning. vast majority of people contacting us say they're not happy with Camilla becoming Queen, ultimately. Um, But these are all people, and I include myself in this, who've never met her and don't know her. And every single person I've ever met over the years who... have who's actually bumped into Camilla, met her at some do, and including Susanna here, who was talking about it earlier... I've
6: met her on a number of occasions. ..say that
0: she's wonderful. And if the public just had the chance to get to know her a bit, to actually possibly see her being interviewed, at least hear her speak a bit, we might actually feel a lot more tender towards her.
5: Yes, that's probably true, but it's also, like I said, it's not necessarily about whether Camilla's a nice person or not. It's about the royal family and Diana, and all of this is going to get raked up again. It's about Charles as much as it is about Camilla, and it's about Charles's relationship with Diana. So we've had season four of The Crown, which caused a dip in Charles's popularity. It caused a dip in the percentage of people who thought that Charles would make a good king. And we've got season five of The Crown coming up, going to rake it all up again and people are going to get to watch the section that we call the War of the Walesers, which is in the 90s when there was you know, briefing and counter-briefing, interviews and counter-interviews, and it all got incredibly messy. Um, at the point that Charles becomes king, he's going to have to forge a really close relationship with the public, mm. and there are some things that Charles has done really well, his campaigning on climate change, for example, um, but one big question mark for Charles has always been whether he has this close relationship with the public, and whether he has the Queen's natural instincts for where public mm. opinion lies. Well,
0: let's let's bring, a, let's, lot... let's bring Angela in here now. Um, why is it, do you think, that, that people have a sort of one-sided memory of what happened all those years ago? Because Let's be honest, Diana's hands weren't clean in terms of having extramarital affairs. She had a number.
7: Yes, of course. I mean, it's, we're talking about something that happened over a quarter of a century ago, and what could have been right then may not be right now. Um, I don't listen to polls, actually. I mean, in the last election, they said that Boris Johnson wouldn't win and he got eighty <laughs> uh, extra votes. Um so uh, 80 people extra in in parliament um so i think what what's happened actually is that she is not someone who seeks the spotlight she doesn't want to be in the middle of things she's very dedicated to helping and doing things for people but she's not pushing herself forward. She doesn't rush past Prince Charles and shake hands with whoever's there. Um, I think the pandemic has helped her a great deal because she did lots of um, calls on Zooms with the elderly who were on their own, with people who were worried about children who were very ill and they couldn't see them, um, a whole vast variety of Zooms. and. Um, her publicity, her popularity went up from there because people could see what she was really like. And she's very funny. She's very caring, and she actually wants to know about you. Prince Charles has said he can get in five. She can get in five minutes exactly what people care about and want. And she's got this wonderful twinkle in her eyes. She's absolutely charming and warm, and makes you feel totally at home. I've interviewed. Loads and loads and loads of people for my uh, uh, biography, including those who've worked with her who are not particularly monarchists. And they all say the same, as you've both said, that when you're in her company, she doesn't sort of... She's not grand. She warms towards you. She makes you feel comfortable. Angela, and that's... just to,
6: to make the point that Jack has, has just uh, made... It's sort of, Jack's point is, it doesn't matter what Camilla is like as a person. It matters what the public think about her, think about what happens to Princess Diana, think about the way that the royal family treated Princess Diana, because that will affect how the public think about Prince Charles as king.
2: Another interesting thing this, this kind of on the subject of England, you texted me the article about Kate Garraway,
6: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, about him and the coma, for starters, mm. um, it's a strange word, coma. So he was induced into the coma, which is what they were doing then, um, because they, it was a way of resting the lungs um, when people had very acute COVID. Mm. Of course, now they're no longer keeping him in the coma, and he sort of can't wake up. And there's I don't want to get too medical, Dr. Hillary, or say who's over there. <laughs> what are you talking about? But there's two types of coma. There's the one we think of as vegetative coma, where somebody is completely mm. unconscious. You know, you could stab them and they wouldn't react. And there's where Derek is, which is a minimum state of consciousness. So, wonderfully, his eyes are opening, but we have no real knowledge of what he can see and feel and hear. And
0: because I felt when the when the papers. You know got very uh, excited by what you'd said in hello yeah. magazine that the spin was perhaps a little too positive I don't want yeah. false hope to be put out there no. for you you know i just I yes. know what you've been going through and yes I there's know. a there's a reality check to the situation which is it's it's a desperate situation
6: it is it's very it is a very desperate situation it's very very difficult and of course there are of course there's fantastic hope that he's still alive mm. i mean you know um he is, the doctors do keep saying he is, it is a miracle that he's still alive. They have, um, I was speaking to somebody yesterday, a doctor that's, that's treated him in two of the hospitals he's been in and said, you know, he is sick as anyone I've ever seen in 35 years of medicine, never mind COVID. Um, and some of those people that were as sick as him aren't here. So six, six times they said he's not going to make it so we're gonna you know and obviously you couldn't visit so and then we'll call you in an hour we
2: know where her husband's going in mexico because reese's father is one of the guys who's very instrumental in that treatment for people uh it's neurocytonics and it's uh about reconnecting brain pathways and i really hope it works for him i think this is his second time he had remarkable results after the first time and they're hoping the second time like the after the first time he was able to get up and walk
1: that's amazing because I've been following that case since and I mean he was in the hospital for months
2: for like 13 months Mm -hmm. seven months on a ventilator from COVID he was one of the first people uh, that first wave of COVID in 2020 he was one of the first to get it and he was on a ventilator for seven months and in the hospital for another six months. And like, he lost everything. Couldn't walk, couldn't speak, like everything gone. And from what I understand, the National Healthcare Institute in England did a really good job of taking care of him, but they were looking for alternative methods to try and reconnect those neural pathways. And they went down to Mexico, and they did the treatment and it, it you know, it helped immensely. It got him to a stage where he was a little bit more independent. She did two documentaries on that, by the, by the way. I
1: didn't even know that.
2: One, I think one was called Fighting for Derek, and then one was Caring for Derek. Mm-hmm. She won major awards in England for those. So good luck to them on their second treatment, and hopefully, you know, something good comes out of it, and he, he's on the road to a full re- – I don't know if he'll ever fully recover, because that's a long time. Yeah. You know, you never know, though.
1: Ciao,
4: darling. It's
7: still too early to go to Tiffany's. I guess the next best thing is a drink.
0: I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear
7: white and not spill on it. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even
2: think about it, just name it. Ready? One, two,
4: three.
1: Hey, it's me again, and you thought you probably had enough of my voice by now. Just a quick reminder to find us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Intrigue Pod. Follow us on Pinterest and Flipboard, where we collect featured stories from across the internet of royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel, because everyone has one, right? That features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. And if you want to hit us up, check out Miss Intrigue. Deeds and intrigue com, but we don't have a complaints department just to give you a little heads up the podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast the information contained on this podcast is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data. All views expressed by the podcast host or guest co-host are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which Carrie... Misdeeds or intrigue podcast or Larissa have been, am now, or will be affiliated. The content of this podcast is for personal, informational, and entertainment purposes only and is not to be viewed for commercial use. Misdeeds and intrigue podcast respects the intellectual property of others. Any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast, host or producer was pulled from the public domain, free use sites and/or from YouTube, or other authorized sites to gather information. The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, please email Carrie at misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that were present for entertainment purposes only.